So glad to have Brother Savala here. And I appreciate the way that, you know, he's, and I mean this, he's just, he's just not intimidated. He's, he's not trying to impress anybody. He's just who he is, and he's just following the Holy Ghost. And it's just been right. It's just been right. It has been on target. And I want him to come again tonight. I want him to take his liberty. I want him to do what he feels. And uh, we're glad that you're here, Brother Savala, and I mean that. Uh, yes, sir, that was yours. Take your liberty. God bless you. Amen. I like what I feel and I feel what I like. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you if you really like what you feel, turn around and smile at somebody. Amen. Show them all 32 or whatever else you have left. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the church. Amen. I said I was glad. Amen. Long before I got to be a preacher, I felt that way. Amen. Praise God. I was glad as a saint of God. I was glad coming from work and all this stuff. Oh, my body might be tired, but I was still thankful to get in the house of God. Amen. Being around all the world and they, they're not helping me. They're not trying to encourage me to get to heaven. Thank God for just a few moments to come into a place. That, man, let's go to heaven together. Amen. Let's praise God. The world is not encouraging me, brother, to praise God. Oh, but to come into the presence of the Lord and just feel a little bit of peace. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, here we go. Let's see what the Holy Ghost will help us with here tonight. Turn in, in your Bibles, if you would, would with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Just enjoying what the Lord's doing. And I'm going to do my best. I know that it's a, it's a weeknight and a work tomorrow. I'm going to do my best to be as quick as I can. I will not take any responsibility for how you all respond to the preaching. Amen. So if I get done early, y'all are here till 11 o'clock. That's your all's business. But I'm going to be done. And, uh, and that's all right. That's all right, man. I'm telling you what. I, I like seeing that. And uh, I like to be involved in it. And so there's, there's certain seasons, services that mark an individual for life. And, uh, and you go back to those things and they become anchors uh, to your heart and life. And uh, years ago, before I... Before I knew that the Lord was going to use me in the way that he does now. Uh, we were, uh, say we, my wife and I, uh, were in a revival that I had only, the, the likes of which I'd only read about in books. And, uh, and we were able to experience it. It went on for about six months. And I saw things and experienced things there that, that when the Lord called me into the ministry, I, uh, I did. I told the Lord, I said, I don't, I don't want to go preach in any other places if I can't see there in some scale what I saw here. Because who do, to whom much is given, much is required. And why just come to a church and just preach a nice little message or whatever, and all those have their place. But I've seen greater things. And so that's how I approach the things of God. And so Mark chapter 2, I'm aware that this is probably a very, very familiar passage of Scripture to everybody just about in the room. And, uh, and you've heard it preached many times by evangelists, by pastors, just by everybody. But you haven't heard me preach it yet, so don't go to sleep and pay attention. Amen. Mark chapter 2 and verse number 1. And again, 
he entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house. And straight, I want to say noise. Those folks that don't like noise, they're going to have a problem. Because whether you go up or down, you're going to have noise. Hell's going to be full of noise. Heaven's going to be full of noise. We're just practicing where we want to make noise for eternity. Praise God. And so it was noise that he was in the house. Boy, that'll preach, but I'm not going to preach that right now. And straightway many were gathered together and so much that there was no room to receive and no, not so much about the door. He preached the word unto them. They come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. When they could, that means the four people didn't have him. Only his mother had, but he was lifted up by four people. I just wanted to clarify that for everybody. Verse 4, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, and we'll stop there. Jesus, we ask you to help us over the next little while. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've already done, for your spirit that's here in a mighty way. Oh, Lord Jesus. God, to complete here in just a little while the work that you've already begun for this night. And Lord, let your power and presence, God, even from this place to those that may be listening, let faith arise in their heart. God, let your special touch be upon them. We love you. We praise you in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. take my jacket off I'm just hot so that don't mean like I was going to be better preaching or anything like that amen I don't change just because I took my jacket off uh, and so now how many has heard this story before how many has read this story all right yeah so there's about everybody in the building all right so so you know that that uh, this this man uh, the Lord is is preaching or rather he's teaching in a house uh, and uh, and he's not singing he's not holding a concert he's teaching uh, and, and just when Jesus is in the house, people wanted to show up. Amen. Folks wanted to be there. They wanted to hear. Now in every, in every congregation, wherever Jesus was, there's several different types of people there. There are those that are, are there to nitpick. They're the, they're the Pharisees. They want to just try and catch something wrong. They're not there to hear anything that's going to help them. They just want to pick it apart. And then there's that group that they just want fishes and loaves. They're just there for whatever, uh, they're, they're welfare Christians. They're just there whatever they can get out of Jesus, but they don't want to contribute anything back. And then there are those that are hungry for the word of God. And then there are those that are hungry for a miracle. They're not the fish and loaves group. They're really, they got a need. And so the Bible said that these that uh, Jesus is teaching and he's preaching and man, there's he's just another rendition of this uh, passage of scripture. I believe it's in the book of Luke. It says that in the in the same crowd, this is also the scene that I believe it's Luke that records. He says that the the Lord was there and present to heal them all, to heal every need that was there. What we just felt in this powerful service, pre-service, the presence of the Lord was there and here to take care of every single need that is in this room right now. 
It all depends on whether or not you want the presence of the Lord to intersect your life. If you want to walk out of here with just a touch but not really changed, you can walk out of here with just a touch. If you want to walk out of here just nitpicking and just coming away with what they, you thought was wrong, you walk out with that. Or you can walk out like some that we're going to preach about here in just a minute. Now, we know the story. So the Bible says that there's, there's four guys. Now, I can preach this either way. Uh, this, I mean, you know, it preaches all, and, and if I was, a, a, it depends on the evangelist because the Bible doesn't give us a, a really, a, 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 it just tells us a story. I'm just going to tell you, if when we get to heaven, because I'm going, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going, and, uh, and so I don't want to go to heaven. I am going to heaven. Amen. I'm not going to trip into heaven. You're not going to get there by accident. You're going to have made up your mind, I'm going to heaven. Amen. It's not, there's a whole lot of folks, they want to wish, well, I hope I get there. I'm not hoping, I'm going. Amen. I said, I'm going to obey the word of God. I'm going to do what he wants me to do. I am going to heaven. And so, and so here's this, uh, these folks, and, and, uh, and, and, and it's, it's preached, uh, and it can be, uh, that this man that has the palsy, he, he cannot get there himself. He's, he's uh, uh, broke, busted, and disgusted. Uh, and so he's, he's, uh, he's crippled. Now, we don't talk about that anymore. Matter of fact, the emphasis and, and the power of some of these stories is lost, especially in the American church. Uh, because because here we everybody has their rights and and we make and we make provisions for the handicap and and all of the stuff and and I'm not knocking I'm just telling you, that's just how it is uh, and, and in the Bible days they didn't have that but that just you, you if you started coming down with a disease if you lost your eyesight they didn't have an optometrist to go get glasses they didn't have they had some doctors but they they couldn't do major surgeries there wasn't all that kind of business we got today and so you was just kind of stuck and so you was either going to be a beggar on the side of the road your family was going to support you or you had to find some way since Jesus was walking around you had to find some way to get to Jesus today we don't have that much someone said how come we don't have as many miracles as we used to well because we don't need them we got folks that matter of fact I, I, well I, was, I, I preached at one place I had some folks in my church they didn't want to be healed they didn't want to be healed because they was going to lose the, the money Uncle Sam sent them. So we don't, we don't have what they had back then where there was a desire. I want to get up with this bed. I want to have my eyesight. That's why there was some desperation involved in those things. Let me tell you something. I'm going to skip way ahead. You get desperate about a move of God. You get desperate about your situation. It don't matter what everybody else is doing, what they're saying. Get me to Jesus. He's really the only one that's got the answer that I need. So... So now, now it, it preaches good either way. I just want you to know that I can preach it either way. Uh, and so, uh, and, and that is, the, the, it doesn't tell us. We don't know if the four guys went in there. And it depends, again, how you want to preach it. So I can preach it. Man, uh, these four guys uh, had a burden for their friend. Uh, and whether or not he wanted to go or not, brother, sister, uh, them four guys went and they picked him up uh, and they took him to Jesus. Preaches good. 
That's number one. Number two, we don't know if the guy was on his bed and his friends was just walking by and said, hey, I heard Jesus is in the house. Would you get me to Jesus? However it happened, whichever way you want to preach it, uh, four guys uh, took him to Jesus. There was some help. Sometimes you got to have some help. I get a kick watching sometimes in church services and, and you'll watch the Holy Ghost moving on people. And man, you'll see some folks go over and they'll shake hands, they'll slide by, they'll pray with them and sometimes try and coerce them and all that kind of stuff. And, and he said, Brother Savala, what do you do? I said, I don't do much of anything on a lot of those cases. He said, why? Because when you get hungry, when you really decide, I got to touch God, you don't got to wait for nobody. Now, once I see someone starting to respond, I'll walk over and help them a little bit. That's my job. But man, if they ain't going to respond, I ain't going to sit there and go. There's a whole lot of other folks uh, that are in different modes of responding. Uh, I'm going to go help them. And so, so these four guys, they come, to, they come bringing them to Jesus. And, uh, and they get there, and the Bible said they could not enter in because of the press. Not magazines and newspapers. People. Lots of people. And so, and they couldn't get in because of the press. Now, I don't know. I, I hope. I hope when I get to heaven. There's certain scenes in the Bible I'd like to see. I don't want to see snapshots. I want to see the story. I hope there's like a heaven tube or something like that. I don't know. It's just me. I mean, I just like this story. I'd like to see. I'd like to see four guys taking this dude. Because, I mean, what they're getting ready to do, it ain't normal. That's not normal. You get to the building and there's packed people all over the place. It's like, well, man, hey, we did our best. We'll try it again tomorrow, man. Let, let's hope the revival goes in another service. Let's, let's hope Jesus. But they didn't have that. They didn't know. And they're so desperate. All they know is their answer's inside that building. And now, how do we get in there? I'm certain that they probably looked at the windows. But most folks was probably, they were sitting in the windows. And that's not a good view. And so they just, they, they couldn't get in the windows. And so they can't get in the door. And so somebody in the crowd of five guys comes up with an absurd idea. Now, why don't you think about this? How would you like it? It wasn't none of them guys' house. It wasn't their house. Oh, I'd do a lot of stuff in my house. But you ain't going to do it in my house. I'd do it, but you ain't coming over to do it. Jesus is in the house. And four guys carry one guy. Now, he's in a bed. Even if the guy was a midget, I'm sorry, vertically challenged. Even if he was, even if, I mean, that ain't that tall. Three and a half foot. That's not, that's not that tall, but that's still a big hole. That's a big hole you got to dig in a roof. Now, that takes time. Anybody here ever been in construction? Yeah, I built homes. Now, I know that they didn't have homes built just like us, like, like we do today. But I'm just going to tell you, it's no easy thing to dig through a roof. I don't care what the material is. I wonder, now this is what I just love to see. Jesus knows all things. And he's just teaching. And he could have said, hey, 
Y'all clear away for Homer back there. Let him get up here. They do it. They just teach him. They come outside. They're on the roof. And they start digging. You're going to make some noise. Evidently, noise didn't bother Jesus when he was teaching. I think he was just kind of, you know, hurry up, dude. I've been waiting for you. Come on. I, I'm, I see, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see the hand, the first. <clears throat> and you know, when you're doing that, dust and stuff starts coming down. And you know, the folks that are just sitting around, and they just there for whatever. <laughs> Mess up my alley. Can't, can't you tell them to knock that stuff off? I mean, Jesus just teach you. And the first head stick through. That's a distraction. I'm just going to tell you, that's a distraction. You're, you're going to love reading your Bible when I get down to it because a lot of folks, they don't th we don't think about stuff. We just read the Bible stories. Like that happens every day. It's like Jesus walking on the water. How many folks are fishermen? How many of you fish? Two, three, four, a handful of y'all. Okay, hey, you just just read that read that story. Jesus come walking on the water in the storm, and we're like, oh yeah, that's what he did. And then it says that they got scared because they saw a spirit. Oh well, I wouldn't get scared. What? When was the last time you was out fishing and some guy came walking by on the water? <laughs> and what are you gonna do? Huh? Oh hey, I got some soda and a sandwich over here. Would you like to share one? We, we miss some of this stuff because we just read it like that's a normal occurrence. It's not normal to go up on top of somebody else's roof and start tearing up something that ain't yours to try to get to an answer. So they're, they're tearing it up. And, uh, and they let down the bed. That's a big hole. Every time I think about this story, and Jesus is like, I've been waiting. Son, thy sins be forgiven. Well, he needs a miracle. Well, the greatest miracle, the Lord always addresses first. Say, now I like miracles. I like seeing, I'm going to tell you something here in just a minute. I've seen folks healed. I've seen the dead raised two, three, two, two times. And I've seen, I like miracles. But I know a whole lot of folks that's received a miracle in the body that are in hell right now. They're in the grave and lost right now. See, the Lord, oh, I want healings and I want all kinds of stuff, but the greatest healing you'll ever have is when you repent of your sins and you have them washed away. You can go to heaven crippled. You can go to heaven blind. You can go to heaven a whole lot of ways without having the health that you desire. But what good is it to go to hell whole? Huh. And so, but Jesus takes care of the first deal. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And these hypocrites and folks sitting around him that watched all this happen, their only question is, who does he think he is? God? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. So that you know that it's easy, it's the same thing for me to forgive sins or him. So I can do either one of them. So that he say it to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed, and get on down the road. Now, that's the story. Now, what was just happening here a few moments ago was an illustration of that. And I, I, I thought as I was praying around and, uh, and just feeling out to the Spirit, 
And I thought, well, we'd just let this go. In a lot of places, we would. But I felt so strong, and I told the pastor, I said, man, I, said, I, feel, I feel like I'm supposed to preach what God put on my heart. And so, and so there's, there's some more things here that God wants to do. Now, I want, I want to talk to you tonight. You need a title, uh, and so that way you have a title back there, Mr. Title Man, because uh, I know you, you give sound men. I've, I've, I've preached stuff and give the title. They don't listen. They just put whatever they want to on it. So, so but, but tonight, here, tearing up the structure, uh, T-E-A-R-I-N-G. Uh, and so uh, tearing up the structure, that's what I'm preaching about. Now, so he tears up the structure. Now, that's a good story. And man, it'll preach. There's all kinds of facets we could preach on it. And, and, I, and I rabbit trail just a few of them just, for, for just to let you know I study a little bit. Now, tearing up the stroke. How does that work today? The scripture said the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. The violent, well, I'll get it when I go to some conference. I'll break through to what I need if I can have some type of just every one once a year or whatever. No, God's looking for some folks to break through to some things here, even tonight. That when you walk out this building, you're whole. And it's a whole lot easier to break through again and again. Because once you get into a habit of breaking some things up, I know the balance of that is we need to build something. But I ain't preaching about building right now. I'm preaching about breaking something up. So, so about, it's been a few years, a whole lot of years. And so I was preaching this revival in uh, Mississippi. And, and pastor, I got there, there was about, there was about 15 folks maybe. And my wife and my little daughter. And, uh, and so... Uh, I got up. I was preaching. It was a Sunday morning. I was preaching on one God. Mm, man, it was. I'm gonna tell you what. If you can't get excited over one God preaching, you need to pray through. Hey, man, we ain't a Trinity church. There's only one God. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, one God. Uh, there's one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, uh, and in you all. Hey, man, I got, I got the big little God. Uh, he's real up there. Uh, he encompasses heaven uh, and the earth is his footstool, but he's small enough to put his spirit down in you. Uh, and he's small enough to, what a great God. I was preaching about that. Boy, it was good preaching, but no Nobody was doing it. Was look, it was like preaching the cemetery plots with faces. People just looking at me. You probably preached there. Oh, I got mad. I can't tell you right now if it was righteous indignation. I don't know what it was. They had a side door, went out to the parking lot. I figured if they didn't want to respond, I'm going to go preach out in the parking lot. And so that's what I did. They had a cordless mic. I took out there. I preached out there about 15, 20 minutes. I was having fun in the parking lot. Cars driving by, they're slow. I'm just preaching. I walked back in. I walked all the way around, come back in the double doors. And when I come back, two guys are standing on the front row. And he's like, they're like this. Everybody else is just sitting there. The pastor is holding his stomach, and he's, he's dying laughing on the front row. <laughs> he can't believe what I've done. I'm still mad. I got up. I said, that's it. I'm all done. He said, oh, praise God. How many like that? All the nods. Two guys they was excited about. And I, I'm just telling you. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm, I'm stopping this revival. I'm going to go to, I'm going next one. 
and uh, he said, hey, brother, Father, we're gonna, let's go out to eat. I said, brother, I said, you know what? I'm really not hungry right now. Uh, I, I just, I'd rather pray, and, and, and you just take my wife. And so, so they took my wife and daughter out, and I'm praying in the prayer room, and I'm telling God, I said, God, tonight I'm done. This all, I'm all done, and I'm just telling God about it. And the Lord says, I want you to preach that again tonight. I can take you to the prayer room. I stopped. I looked up at the ceiling because I couldn't see him. I knew he was up there somewhere because I heard him. And so I said, uh, do you hear the, the, the results that I had this morning? Preach it again tonight. Little church. Now, I found out later all the stuff that they had been through, which gives a little background to me on why it was cemetery plots with faces. But, but I didn't know that. I'm just sitting there trying to follow the Holy Ghost. So I start preaching it that second night or second service. And these two fellas, they jump up. Yeah. I said, listen, do you guys really believe this? They said, yeah. I said, good. Then you go out in the parking lot and worship God. They jumped out. They hit the door. And when they hit the door, they started spinning, dancing, talking in tongues. Other folks started getting up and going. There wasn't a whole lot of folks. There were only 15 of them. Pastor and I was last. And one little lady come up. And she come up to him and I. And looks at us and says, if you think that I pay my tithes and offerings uh, to go outside and have church, uh, I ain't coming back till he's gone. And Pastor, I looked at one of them and said, see you. And, and we walked outside. Now, what was happening outside is everybody, when they hit that door, folks start, started dancing and shouting, talking in tongues all over that parking lot. Pastor and I got out there. About the time we get out there, everyone say tearing up the structure. About the time we get out there, a white Cadillac comes driving up. People talking tongues, worshiping. Lady rolls down the window. She said, this is the place. This is the place. And they all get out of the car. And she's looking around. She said, she said we've been looking for this place for about an hour. I said, yeah. She didn't realize who I was. She said, I drove by this morning on my way to church. She said, and I drove by, and I, and I took a different route than I usually do, so I never come this way. She said, and so when I drove by, there was somebody outside, and they was yelling in the parking lot. And she said, it got a hold of me, and I remembered it all day. And she said, and so I told my friends, and so we've been driving around for an hour trying to find the church where I felt and where I saw that. And when I saw everybody in the parking lot, this is the place. I said, ma'am, have you ever had the Holy Ghost? She said, no, but I really want it. I've been praying for it. I said, lift your hands. And within the next five to ten minutes, four or three of them got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues because some folks decided we're going to break up the structure. Whatever I got to do, there's got to be something different that happens in my life, in my spirit, in my church. We went in, the pastor, he's so excited. Man, we ain't had anybody get the Holy Ghost in years. Uh, he said, man, uh, you don't know what we've been through. He said, we're going into a parking lot revival. And we did. We went for two and a half weeks. Uh, and somewhere around 10 folks come in, got the Holy Ghost, uh, baptized in Jesus' name. That's the kind of God I serve. When people get hungry, uh, when I don't care what it looks like. I, I don't care. I'll tear whatever I got to tear up. But I've got to have an answer. I've got to leave healed. Uh, and change when people get hungry 
Oh, let's love the Lord right now. I'm just telling you. Give me somebody that's hungry for a change. Sometimes it's resisted. It's like the, another church I preached at, and they, he told me, he said, Brother Swallow, we keep, we keep hitting those numbers. Man, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You already know, and I'm not, I, this isn't false humility. I ain't the world's greatest evangelist. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I'm just trying to follow the Holy Ghost, what God wants to do for a service. We just stop, do whatever. That's all I want. I, I don't care if you know my name. I just want you to know that when, whenever this is all done, God did something for me. I can go back. and I, It wasn't just a touch. There was a change something happened deep down on the inside when that man left he said man take up your bed everybody there was other needs there but they didn't have any they didn't have any desire to tear anything up matter of fact they was happy just sitting in the presence of God and nothing when they left they left the same way they walked in but there was four that said no 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 we'll do whatever we gotta do to get you down to the answer The kingdom of God allows for violence. Oh, Bob Ramos, who's passed on now to his heavenly reward. I can't wait to see Brother Bob. I went to that church for one service. One service. Ended up staying there seven months. Went there in that first two weeks. They had a prayer line. Had two prayer lines. And they said, they, they, there was another evangelist to come through. And the pastor said, hey, you don't mind if he preaches this service? I told him, that's man, have him preach. I don't care. And I get to hear somebody else. And, and, so, and so they had two lines. And they gave me the Holy Ghost line. You go pray for folks want the Holy Ghost. And so I, I'm going down praying for folks. And some of them uh, was breaking through a little bit. And, and I got to Bob. Bob. Bob's there like this. And, and I went to go pray for him. And uh, and as I, as I went to, it don't take that long. Just go over and walk over and put your hand on somebody's head. That's easy. And while I'm, while I'm getting ready to touch his head, the Holy Ghost said, tell him if he'll obey his pastor, I'll give him the Holy Ghost. So I stopped. I said, hey. I didn't know his name. I didn't know any of the background at this point. I'm, I'm just there a few services. I said, hey. I said, uh, you need the Holy Ghost. You want the Holy Ghost? Yeah. I said, the Lord said that if you'll obey your pastor, if you'll commit to it, you get the Holy Ghost right now. He had his hands raised. He looked at me. He said, no. I said, okay. I went to start to walk by him. He grabs my arm. He said, pray for me. I said, I can't. It won't do any good. I made everybody mad. We started going to revival. Now, I made folks mad because they called him Brother Bob. He had been seeking the Holy Ghost 28 years. He had lined up to all of the externals. He had been baptized in Jesus' name, but he had learned how to be Pentecostal without having the spirit of life. He had repented, but he didn't have the, he got to the place, he told me this after, he said, Brother Savala, you'll never, he said, man, he said, I really got to the place, I'd see folks come in, and they'd get the Holy Ghost, their first service, we'd never see them again. Other folks, he said, I really got to the place where I didn't feel I needed it as much as everybody else. And so one service I was preaching about the importance of being uh, spirit-filled and filled with the Holy Ghost, baptism, and all the importance. Of, and I made the statement, I said, I, I can't call you a brother or sister if you've never been born again. 
I said, you're not a brother or a sister. I only call brothers and sisters those that are my brothers and sisters. We got a shared mama and daddy. Well, that made some folks mad because 28 years, old Bob's brother, brother Bob, he got mad at me. And the pastor said, that's okay, they need to be. We, he and I was in sync. I liked him. He was okay. And so, so we went on. About six months into that, pastor was in Philippines and with a whole bunch of other group. And, uh, and uh, it's just a few of us. Ham Church. Sunday night. Folks praying on the altar. We'd only had just a few folks get the Holy Ghost at that point. The altars really hadn't broken. So I'm, I'm praying over here. A couple of folks got the Holy Ghost. A couple of children, young people. So good to see young. You keep praying like that, son. I'm going to tell you, you keep a tender heart to God. Amen. That's good praying. That pleases the Lord. And so they're, they're over here praying, and, and they get the Holy Ghost. Well, I turned around, and, and Bob was finally over at the altar. And he was praying. And everybody, they, you know, because folks think the preacher's blind. And so they're over there. They give me all kinds. I know what they want. I'm not going to go pray with him because it ain't going to do no good. He ain't listening. He don't want to listen. I ain't pray. I ain't going to waste my time when I got other folks here that's trying. They want the things of God. And so, so I look, and finally I turned back around again and I saw one tear come down his eyes. And, I, and the Holy Ghost said, go pray with him. So I walked over there and I kept knelt down. Now, brother, if I knew what was coming, I'd have run out the back door. I'm just telling you. I sat down and, and knelt down. I said, Bob, I said, you want the Holy Ghost. You like what you feel? Yeah, I like what I feel. I said, it's been a long time, honey. He said, yeah. I said, Bob, if you'll stay off that stuff for, for three days, within those three days, God will give you the Holy Ghost. Now, had I known I was going to say that, <laughs> all you folks said, oh, boy, I want to I wanna be used like that. Well, you go ahead and be used all you want to. Because I'm a preacher and I know all it takes is one time to be wrong and folks to start talking and you, and you already feel your own condemnation. All it takes is one time to miss it. It don't matter how many times you hit it. And so I was like, God, uh, I didn't even tell, I got such faith about what I said to them, I didn't tell my wife. I told the pastor. I called him in the Philippines. We talked about service. I said, hey, brother, here's what's happening. And uh, he said, I said, uh, uh, here's what I said. And he's a man of faith. He said, well, brother Savala, you ain't been wrong yet. Okay, thanks. And so, and so, so Monday night, we go, we, we pray. I, I told him, he, he was on, he was on some medications, anxiety medications because of his heart stuff. And it made him a zombie. Now, in the last couple years, I've seen a whole bunch of folks heal off of that stuff. I'm not going to get into all of that. I, I, if I had time, I would. But, but in his case, it had shut him down spiritually. And the pastor had told me, after, I, after the very first time, he had told me, he said, Brother Savala, you don't know, but I told him if he'd stay off of that stuff, God would give him the Holy Ghost. And every day he was off of it, I would fast the entire day. As a pastor, he, he'd been in business. And so here it is. And Bob gets off of it, but it starts 
messing with him Monday. And so he calls uh, me and, and he calls the assistant pastor and, and the assistant and the, and, the, and the youth guy and me. We all go over and we pray with Bob until it, it lifts off of him. And man, he's able to go to sleep. Tuesday, same thing. Tuesday night is the single to this day. I've never been in a home prayer meeting that's ever equaled the power that I felt in that, in that, that prayer meeting. Every, there was four of us. It was uh, the, uh, the, the three, us three, Bob and his wife. Everybody was prostrate on the ground. We're, I mean, just boom, we're flat on the ground. And I looked up, and Bob is the only one that's not. But Bob, see, Bob hasn't been able to have any emotional release. There's things breaking in Bob the roof is breaking because Bob's obeying the scripture and he's obeying the spirit of God and so things are breaking up and Bob is on all fours and I'm not being gross but you got to understand this was a man with no emotional movement at all down and, 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 and his runny nose and he's yelling at the top of his lungs. Let me tell you something. When you break up a structure you're going to get hot. You're going to get sweaty. You're going to get dusty. You're going to exert effort and energy. It's going to take everything you got to get through something if you want it from God. And so Bob is yelling at the heat. And by the way Bob's about 70 years old and so he's not some young guy. He's about 70 years old and he He's yelling, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I thought, man, he's going to get the Holy Ghost. He didn't get the Holy Ghost. Wednesday, day number three. All day long. I don't wait. He's going to get the Holy Ghost. No Holy Ghost, Pastor. It's service night. Bob and his wife are coming up the little steps into the, into the deal. And my wife comes around the corner with my daughter. And she's got a camera. Bob's wife got a camera. They're smiling. Ooh, they're happy. And uh, my wife goes, oh, y'all are happy tonight. Yeah, Bob's going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, good. Yeah, your husband said in three days. And this is the third night. And my wife, being the woman of faith, went, oh. God's always true. Bob comes in, but here's, here's how you know when things are breaking. Bob, there was, there, was a, there was a set of double doors like you got here, and then there was a little small foyer and another set of double doors that went outside. And when Bob, he came through the first set, he walked a little foyer. When he hit this set of double doors coming into the church, before Bob would walk in because he's, he's so medicated. When he hit it today, See, he's had, he's had two days now of emptying out and breaking things up. When he walks in that back door, it's almost, I can't, it's close to 70-year-old man. But you wouldn't have known it. He hits the back doors and he goes, praise God, I, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the church that's there for pre-service prayer goes, eh, maybe he is tonight. I mean, Bob's excited. He starts walking the altar aisles uh, and he's praying. Nobody's ever seen him pray like this before. And then, man, we thought, man, he's going to get the Holy Ghost. He didn't get the Holy Ghost. Song service comes. Man, they got it going 100 miles an hour. And Bob, uh, he takes off, uh, he takes off trotting the aisles. He's the first one. I, I thought, man, certainly he's going to come around the aisle over here, sis. And, and man, he's going to fall out the Holy Nothing. Oh, God. 
It's getting closer, Jesus. I'm fixing to lose my ministry. It's not going to be good. And we thank God Bob's doing better, but this ain't going to be good. I'm just telling you, the man of faith here, it's the preacher. And so and so I start, I get to preach. And it's one service I really didn't want to preach because I knew if I get done, nothing happens. This is, this is my last service, really, forever. And, and I'm just watching everything. And, and I preached, boy, it was a great message, but it went about this far. It went right over the pulpit and died, just like that. And everybody, they're kind of waiting. And then I'm all done. And Bob's sitting there. Because see, when you've been breaking things up, there's a level of excitement. He's sitting, he's waiting. You said three days? Man, I felt God for two of them. Like I ain't never felt God before. We're going to get something. And the man of faith, the man of God, the preacher, mm, walk out. Ooh, I just, and, and I am going, oh, God. And so I did what preachers do a lot of times when they're not certain what to do. And, and they all say, let's all worship the Lord. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, so everybody, lift their hand. They're, worship, they're really worshiping God. And I'm going, oh, God, what do I do? God, I don't know what to do. I'm all done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And the Holy Ghost gave me a little thought of what I was supposed to do. Oh, thank God. I'm talking. That's ridiculous. I started laughing. And then they get done and they start laughing because they think I really know what I'm doing. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. This is worse than if I just shut my Bible and walked out and loaded up. That's all I got. I said, okay. I said, ushers, I want you to open those doors and ocean, open the doors that go out to the street. And I'm almost done, I promise. I'm sorry for bothering boring y'all, uh, but the Holy Ghost is going to help us here tonight in just a minute. I'm just, there's faith for breaking up some structures. Doors are open. I said, how many of you believe God wants to do something mighty and wonderful in this service? Hands. Because they're, they're, they're responding to preaching. I said, here's what the Holy Ghost said. You run out them doors, go down them steps. When you get down there, yell Jesus. And when you come back up here to the front, God will do something. That's all God gave you. Before I was all done saying, as I got all done saying, people was rushing out, ran down the steps. They come back up. I just watched it happen. The first person up here was a sister. It looked like a hand picked her up and threw her across the building. Another person hit it. Bob was about the fourth, fifth person. I don't know how he did it, being as old as he was, but he, he was moving. Bob... Tears, he's running down, tears streaming down his face. He lands on his knees, falls over on his side, talking in tongues. Everybody in that building but a backslider and the usher was in some form laid out, worshiping God. It was like a bomb went off. After that service, the altars were broken. There was close to 20 people received the whole. I'm telling you, because a man decided, I got a time hungry for the Holy Ghost. I'll tear up the structure. I'll do whatever I got to do. And it broke something. I said it broke something. Uh, when some, well, I'm going to tell you. When folks, uh, I've seen it all over the country, folks. Pray. 
I'm going to tell you something. You can't cover up when you're talking. You nobody come. You can't talk to nobody like that. You can't yell out like that. But when you got a problem or when you got praise, your hands are up. You're worshiping. You're moving. There's a violence that's in your emotion. Last, last story. Way too long. Brother Shields, you know him, Starks, Louisiana. Got up, started to say a few words. Thought I had a little thought. And as I approached the pulpit, the Lord just said, you ain't going to preach that tonight. Okay, now what? I start to exhort a little bit. I did the same thing. I said, look, folks, I'm not certain what God wants to do. I said, but he don't want me to preach what I was going to preach. I said, so let's love the Lord, and let's see what God will help us. A few minutes later, Lord, let me know what he wanted to do. I said, okay. Now, I, 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 this isn't a Joe Savala show. I, I, I don't really like telling a lot of stories because I don't want to, oh, man, it's, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't do any of this. All I'm doing is following what God wants me to do. I can't give the Holy Ghost. I can't heal a body. I can't deliver anybody from drugs. I can't deliver anybody from alcohol. There ain't a thing that I can do. But all I can do is try and follow God and say, folks, if you'll follow what God wants to do, I believe this is what will happen. Lord gave me something. I thought, this is crazy. I'm so thankful. I mean, as a matter of fact, God hasn't had me do hasn't had me do any of the stuff that I'm talking about now. Well, this story I'm getting ready to. He's had me do one other place. This was the first place. I said, "How many of you need the joy of the Lord? And need a miracle?" Hands went up all over the place. I said, "Here's what the Lord wants. You just begin to laugh." I said, "And the Holy Ghost will come on you and do something." Three quarters of them just looked at me, Pentecostalized. Oh, it's just you're just trying to make something happen. Not that type of evangelist. Just trying to listen to what God wants. Three quarters of them. <laughs> but as soon as I said it, Pastor Shields, who I didn't know, he had some medical issues that was going on. And he was already called the doctor and already was looking to go and get looked at. He threw his hands up in the air, yelled out, and began to laugh. He hit the ground and began to roll across the platform. I just preached for, for them here just a couple weeks ago on a Sunday night. Another man that sat about right here, he, he got out and he began to praise and laugh. And then he began to jump like this. And then he kept doing it about as high as he could. And as he began to do that, his wife, and there was a, this whole, several, several folks, they began to worship God crazy. And while that happened, a lady all the way in the back, she began to laugh. And the more she laughed, the more she talked in tongues and laughed. And pretty soon, pretty soon it was all done, she slapped on the floor, drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I have this man's paper. 
He had been diagnosed with degenerative uh, discs in his back and could not move when he was coming. He was getting ready to have surgery and was going to be down. He began to laugh and the Holy Ghost moved on him. He began to leap. He's healed right now. That was something like three, four years ago. That sister in the back had struggled with depression and all kinds of stuff. They had her on medications. They were fixing her up it. She got into the Holy Ghost and the joy of the Holy Ghost. A year later, I got a text from Brother Shields. Hey, you remember that sister? I said, yeah, he, she's still delivered. She's testified about it right now. I'm telling you about a God that when you get desperate enough to tear up your structure, miracles, Holy Ghost will take place. So here's where it's customary in a service like this right now. We're going to get some music, and I like music. Guys, got great music. And we'll get it going a little fast, and we'll, get, we'll try and make something happen. That's all we're doing. There's some of you already, the Holy Ghost has moved on about how to respond in this service. There was nobody coaching those four. There was nobody that told them what to do. They simply had to have an answer. And I don't care what I got to tear up. I don't care what it looks like when I get done. I don't care how long it takes. But I'm going to respond according to what God has directed me to do. I understand that the direction this is about to take and not everybody's going to respond the same way and some don't have the same needs and I understand that and that's fine. But I want everybody that would here right now, if you really need something from God and you really believe that he can heal and you really believe that he wants to deliver, I don't care what the issue is here right now. I want you to lift your hands and begin to worship and praise God. You may need to repent first. You need to repent. And then uh, as the spirit begins to move upon you, uh, I want you to respond uh, accordingly. Uh, oh, uh, it may be to run. Uh, it may be to dance. It may be to let the spirit move uh, and let rivers uh, of living water run through you. Uh, let tears flow. Uh, let the whole, it may be, there may be somebody at home, uh, the Holy Ghost uh, moving upon you. Uh, by the time you're done, uh, you'll be on your floor drunk in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you about a God that's just looking for somebody to tear up some structure. Oh, come on, young people. Some of you were so close just a little while ago. Come on, I challenge you to worship God with everything you got. Come on, the kingdom of God suffers violence here right now. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. He turned a Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He turned on In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Likatoroba hosandaya.